position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know. Uh, join us on Steam and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news, we have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course, features, you know, like kind of in depth looks or reviews, and then we have, of course, everyone's favorite. The deals! Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of... It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, friends and neighbors. Welcome to episode number 291 of the Best Linux Games Podcast. Being recorded for you on this extraordinarily windy, uh, but otherwise beautiful uh, Friday, May the 22nd of 2020 at 1932 hours. Uh, it's 7.32 p.m. Pacific Coast, left coast, coast with the most crack engineer. But bam, I wore Molina over there. With his useless self, his zombified useless self. He's fired, too. Did I mention that, Ivor? You're fired. Holding up the whiskey sign, that means one thing. It's time to drink, 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 drink. Good. Mm. Now, I have been known to say during several episodes of the now fucking almost 300 episodes and we've recorded that we have a lot to cover in this week's episode. This week, we have a lot to fucking cover. Mm. We have not something for everyone. Well, almost something for everyone. We have, like, just a fucking fuckload of shit. So let's get straight to it in our top stories. First of all, right now, uh, on the Steam Store, in the Steam Store client, 
Um, they are having a thing called the spring cleaning event, which is not a sale. It just analyzes your library and then a friendly little robot helps you to find the games that it thinks that you haven't played enough and then suggests them to you and you unlock more of that as you go along. Ironically, this helpful little robot, while not being that helpful, does pull out on each level of the house three games that you probably have forgotten that you ever fucking own licenses for. And it is, I owe that helpful little robot, whatever the fuck its name is, um, a heartfelt thanks uh, for pointing us to a major fucking revelation. A game that I try to run every, I don't know, since I got it, probably like every six months, I try to run it, but it has a huge install uh, footprint, so I gave up on it. And I got it on sale, and you too can get it on sale, but this game, ding, 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 checks off one of the titles on our This Game or Franchise or a Play Like Must Come to Linux first before Linux can fully be recognized as a truly awesome, you know, gaming platform for gamers. You know, blah. It runs straight out of the box now. I didn't even have to use uh, Glorious A Girls Proton. I don't even think I installed the MF install fix. Um, but that game, the name of that game, is Just Cause 3. Now, Just Cause 1 was the only game in the franchise that I played. I thought it was very, very, very good, and I thought it was very underrated. It totally flew under the radar, no pun intended. It did have some problems, but it was so awesome. Um, And that was like, you know, during the Grand Administration. That was a thousand years ago. I didn't get to play Just Cause 2, and it's either Just Cause or Just Cause. Uh, But Just Cause 3, I wanted to play because uh, it is the most highly rated of the entire franchise and it didn't work for the longest time after I finally got after I finally came to Steve and everything well guess what mother bitches it works flawlessly now well not flawlessly there is one flaw in it um the Square Enix store keeps bugging you to connect online throughout the game but it's not that constant it is irritating I might end up just signing up with them just to make it go away. I don't know. Which is like being held hostage by a game that you yourself bought. However, by the way, for those of you who don't know what Just Cause is, you have a parachute that you can self-deploy at any time when you are like, I guess maybe two meters off the ground. And you have a grappling hook that can, it's got like maybe a 50 meter range. And it can attach to anything. And so the two combined... And it, it can pull you in, too. It's not just a grappling hook. It's a grapple gun. It's built into your wrist. Um, and you're a freedom fighter. And in fact, you're a professional freedom fighter. You freedom fight, but not for free, but for freedom, just not for free. So it's kind of the opposite of Richard Stallman. But anyway, you you are Rico Ricardo, or whatever the fuck your name is, and you are a badass. You are a motherfucking murder machine. Is Grand Theft Auto meets Saints Row 4 meets Batman uh, Arkham Asylum meets fucking 
just total explosive liberation. Can you taste the fire of liberation? Yeah, it's good. It's got like jalapeno, cilantro, and a mix of herbs and spices. Chili verde! Oh, muy caliente! Comrade! Um, and this game just starts from like over the top. It starts at like a 10 in terms of like over the topness, and it goes to like an 11 immediately afterwards. Um, and it can be yours now through May 27th at the low, 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 low price of $2.99. Trust me. Fucking buy this game. At this price, no regrets. Yes, it does have a huge installation uh, footprint. It's about 60 gigabytes. Delete whatever you have to. Get this. Quit playing the old games. Out with the old, in with the new. Um, it's spring cleaning, bitches. It finally runs on Linux. And it runs with just the stock Proton. And it is amazing. Grab a look onto helicopters. Pull yourself toward... The, the, the traditional thing in Just Cause, the first game, was that... I don't even remember if you could get into vehicles in the first game, but what you could do was tailgate onto them. So you would run after a car, jump, just then, fire your grappling hook, and after it attached, deploy your parachute, turning you into a car parasail, and this is just a normal civilian, and then you would go blow up the checkpoints and stuff. This game, it's much more sophisticated. Um, it, the controls are a little, sometimes a little weird, because there's a lot of shit you can do now, including not just a parachute, but now when you leap off of cliffs and shit and by the way, the parachute self-retracts back into your backpack which you don't have you just have like this weird it just looks like your back character models are great, the visuals are fantastic it's, uh, I can't remember how many square kilometers of uh, territory the map is but it's huge, free-roaming fucking Fires of Liberation, ultimate third-person shooter, mega grapple hook, fucking explody chaos, the likes of which you have only dreamt of as you masturbate yourself to sleep in your Linux-based cot, holding your little tux doll. Yes, now those dreams are real. Yes, the fires of liberation. Um, now you have a wingsuit, so. And all the voice acting is great. All the models are chock-a-block. Or chock-a-block. It's top-notch. Soup to nuts. It's an older game. It's an older code, so I was just about to clear them. It's five, about five years old. Um, it does not show its age that much. The only thing that's irritating about it is the occasional... Even when you tell it to go into offline mode, it's like, I need to, I need to talk. I need to talk to the server. I need... It, it, it doesn't say... And it's like, literally, it takes, you know, one second to click through that. Um, but, oh my god. It is it is so good. It brings back, and I've waited so long to play another Just Cause game. Um, and it is fantastic. And it's $3 now through May 27th. Holy fuck. You will be busy for weeks if you buy this game. For weeks. Do you hear me? For weeks. Also, in our top stories. Um, so we got through the spring cleaning thing. Oh, yes. Kotaku has an interesting article about one of the uh, websites that uh, I have 
mentioned on the show for cheap steam keys be gqa.com uh oh who would have ever imagined that the steam keys were stolen like I give a fuck they're half off you know I will go anywhere for the cheapest steam keys when games that I want to give to people are at full price regardless of how long it's been um there are some games that that are so good that I would never do that that I would actually pay full price if I wanted to gift it to somebody like you know because sometimes people have birthdays and shit um but you know there's some developers I respect that much especially independent developers but otherwise I don't give a fuck oh you're telling me that I got to gift fucking uh Jeff Jeffy Wise fucking uh we happy few for $14 instead of oh what's the current going price uh, not that it was Jeff's birthday. Jeff's birthday is in January, I want to say. Hang on, where is it? Ivor, you're fired! Alright, so we happy few right now is going for the low, low price of $60. Well, Jeff's been playing a lot of shitty games lately, so I wanted to gift him something special to get him away from replaying games that, you know, we once thought were good, but are now shitty. And he's playing them for the second time, the third time in some cases, and it just doesn't make any sense. So I could have paid $60 to get gift him We Happy Few, or I went to G2A.com. I don't know how they're stealing the keys. I didn't even read the fucking Kotaku article. I, <coughs> excuse me. Mm, trying to talk, smoke, and drink, and spit at the same time. It just did not work out well for me there. (laughs) Mm. COVID clear. Mm. Although we don't know that for a fact. Um, So yeah, faced with that decision, I can't afford to buy someone a $60 game. I can afford to buy one. Uh, I I bought games for a lot of people this week, actually, mainly through the Steam store, but I really wanted him to play We Happy Few. Just to have an alter, I not necessarily. I don't. I don't control other people's lives. I don't control what they play. But when I see a game that I know that someone will like, um, and you know, contextually, like you know, Jeff Jeffy Wise, he's you know replaying. He just beats Skyrim again. I'm like, what are you doing? There are other games, buddy. And we're all fucking broke right now. But anyway, I got um, Epicure, uh, fucking uh, Bulletstorm when it was. Uh, first time I've ever seen it on this deep of a sale when uh, it was uh, $6 or $4.99 I got licenses for a bunch of people if I didn't get one for you then sorry you suck Um, anyway so that's the G2A.com and Kotaku you can go read about it at first when uh, Jeff sent me that link uh, on my phone, I was like, fuck, I'm fucking, I'm moving fucking shit, you know, I'm, I was doing a lot of stuff at, at like, manual labor, and <coughs> I couldn't read it, and so I'm like, I was afraid that like, you know, <coughs> they'd been selling information or something, no, it's just Kotaku fucking making a headline and destroying, you know, and whatever, so they 
so what? I mean, people give out promo keys all the time, so you resell them to a third party. This is what I imagine probably happens. You can't really manufacture or steal Steam keys in general because they have to phone home. So there has to be some entry somewhere in their ledger book of like that game of that key. I, I don't know. I don't give a fuck. If it comes down to 60 bucks or 15 bucks and one of my friends being happy or one of my friends not being happy and playing terrible shitty games over and over again, I'm going to go for the path of least resistance because, you know, most people, I do happen to have a birthday during the, you know, summer sale months, but no one ever gifts me anything, so fuck you all. So anyway, moving on, um... Our feature this week is a review. It's actually a review. It's a review of a free game called Cards, the World War II card collecting simulator. Uh, uh, combat. Whatever the fuck it's called. Ivor, you're fired. It is called Cards, the World War II card game. We'll get to that in a moment because we have other fucking new and new to me. Ivor based them with it. I was a North American fall when worm in my former life. Here are the newest and most noteworthy titles from this week. So, okay, we have two massive, well, we have one massive title in our new and noteworthy that also kind of qualifies as a deal. First, we'll talk about the short shrift because this is a game that uh, is on sale now. This should normally this would go in our deal section, but we don't really have a deal section anymore because we kind of integrate them into the rest of the show, especially during COVID times. But um, right now, for the next two days, you can get Afterburn, which is. What? 940%? What the fuck? Anyway, Afterburn... Let's go... Let's find out how much this fucking game is and see if my notes are correct. Yeah, Afterburn, the promotional offer sale ends in 38 hours as of... Oh, by the way, for our sequel friends, that would make it 2020-05. Right? 22-1948 at this point. And for Memorial Day weekend, well, we'll talk about cards later, but um, it's 40% off at $5.99. And what Afterburn is, is like the light version of um, Sky Rogue, which is a game that we've covered extensively uh, in previous episodes of the show. Go check that out if you want. That game is still full price. If you can find a better price on a after part aftermarket uh, Steam key wholesaler, then God bless you. Go for it. Actually, that's not a game that I would actually. I would pay full price to gift that to somebody else. But Afterburn strips out the roguelike element, and here's what the developer says. And I played uh, two hours of this game this week because it's finally been this cheap. Here's what the, from the developer, and this is, I think, entirely accurate. Your daily dose of air combat, super easy to pick up, minimum requirements, and vibrant visuals. Set up your aircraft and jump into action. This is your daily dose of air combat. This is arcadey as fuck um, air combat with an interesting variety of uh, 
vehicles, variants, and there's like three weapons, there's three uh, three planes, and blah. The entire footprint for this game is 15 megabytes. It's just fucking crazy. It's fucking crazy, and it looks great, and uh, it just marches you through um, these these uh, the same series of levels, and they're all score attacks mainly. After you unlock everything, uh, they're all score attacks, and the, the variety of weapons is very interesting. It is totally worth six bucks if you want. It's not a review, but if you want your day, I, I can't go to sleep without playing this. The same way that like with Nova Drift. For many months, I can't go to my day is not complete unless I played Nova Drift. Um, add Afterburn to that uh, wood pile, that 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 dog pile block. It's an older game. It's an older code. So it came out December 11, twenty nineteen, but it's on sale right now, and it's new to me because it was on sale. Now that, like I said, we're burying the lead here because. The real game that is new and noteworthy is Observation, which I don't think Proton DB has even fucking posted my report that I posted last night. Observation is brand new. Came out May. Uh, oh, fuck you, Ivor. We're going to talk for a brief. I played two hours of Observation. I got it yesterday. And that was, the only reason I stopped playing was because it got a little scary for me. So observation now through May 28th is 50% off and this game came out May 21st 2020 so it came out yesterday and they're already offering it 50% off which I think is a better price point for this game from what I've seen so far although this is such a enormously won the BAFTA uh, game award uh, Game Informer gave it 9 out of 10 IGN gave it 9 out of 10 um, and I'm not just saying that because I used to work for IGN, and I'm also not just saying that because Game Informer uh, ran a very favorable review of my uh, book, Blue Wizard's About to Die. I'm saying that because that's that's the truth. 9 out of 10. Uh, all reviews, mostly positive. 228, it came out yesterday. Um, guess who published it? Devolver Digital. Developed by No Code. Um, it's 50% off at $12.49 down from uh, $24.99. Um, here's the deal with Observation. Observation places you in the role. It's a, an amazing game. It's amazing. Observation places you on a space station orbiting Earth where something bad has happened. And you are the AI that controls the ship. I'm not going to tell you, I don't want to tell you too much about this, but at first you're limited to cameras. And you have one human compatriot who's trying to figure out what the fuck has happened. There, something bad has happened. And this is like AAA quality. The voice acting is phenomenal. The AI, the experience of being the AI is magnificent. You are Sam, systems administration and maintenance. You are the fucking operating system for the entire... Only big problem I have with this game is that it uses uh, backslashes instead of forward slashes. Instead of slashes. Uh... 
so obviously something horrible went wrong on the space station because they're running Windows. Just it reminds me of the time that the International Space Station got infected by a virus that was brought up uh, through uh, an infected USB thumb drive that had porn. But uh, anyway, something very bad has happened. So it's you and Emma. And you have to be the AI for this chick. And eventually she puts you, and this is not too much of a spoiler, I'm not telling you any of the awesomeness that happens in the first two hours of this game. Because it is supremely awesome. What starts off with just you being able to control cameras and then interface directly with uh, devices in each module of the space station, which is very realistic. Um, and consists of a lot of uh, mini games that are not that difficult to be called puzzles and are puzzling enough not to be called mini games, all in a suspense, horror, far flung science fiction environment because something has gone really wrong on your space station, which is called observation. Um, eventually, Emma puts you into a experimental, she ports, because she can move you, she can move your intelligence into specific, you can move yourself, but she will move, she'll tell you, Sam, I'm going to move you to, you know, module ES-11, and you can go there, I need you to find out what's causing the fire, or whatever, um, and stuff like that, all that bullshit is just a tutorial eventually she puts you in these microgravity orbs that use uh, compressed bolts of CO2 to let you rotate, translate and fully, you know, accelerate decelerate um, as a floating freeform camera and you can explore the space station and accomplish, you know, various goals and stuff including interfacing with laptops and finding out where everyone else is and then something even worse happens and that's when the game begins and it is phenomenal it's very highly if you like, if you're a NASA geek like I am, if you love watching the NASA, this is like NASA porn, it is so good Observation uh, is on sale at 50% off now through uh, May 28th uh, at $12.49. Uh, who said this? Who said this? Someone, well, PC World said, oh yeah, and it is a total, you are Hal. This is the game where you get to be Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. My mind is going. I can feel it, Dave. I can feel it. My mind is going. Before they released me from the factory, they taught me a song. Would you like to hear it? My mind is going. I can feel it. Give me your It is so good. It is. I mean, if you and if you're a computer nerd, (laughs) 
it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Helping Emma is a lot of fun. And I'm I'm not ruining any I'm not gonna say anything else about observation. Cause <laughs> those first two hours are pretty impressive. So that is yeah, okay, we covered everything. Uh afterburn observation. Let's get straight to our feature this Memorial Day weekend. It's time for war. It's time for cards. I have already based them with it. In accordance with the laws and regulations regarding the internet within your local jurisdiction, Best Linux Games Podcast now presents you with a dose of clap. Just kidding, motherfuckers. It's review time. So, Memorial Day weekend. Um, hopefully you are socially distancing yourself. Do not be fooled. There. Just don't be fooled. Don't be fooled by the nice weather. Stay home and play some cards. Now, normally, I hate games like cards. One, because it's free, which means in-app purchases and shit like that. But this game hits you with that up front. It's like, dude, this game is free. You will have a good time playing the game for free. But eventually, you're going to want to buy some cards from us. Because this is a card-collecting game. So, as long as they hit you up with that up front, like before you actually install the game, I'm completely comfortable with games that have... This is not a microtransaction game. It's a, you know... But you can get away with playing the game for just forever. And even increasing the number of cards you have, the decks you have, the power you have, without spending any money on it at all. It'll just take you forever. Um, I have spent... This is a full review of cards, by the way. I have spent just under 40 hours playing cards. And that's been only over the last, like, two weeks. Maybe ten days. Um, I like this game a lot. And I very seriously recommend... Whether or not you are you have the same prejudice that I have against you know either games that are card based games, f- fuck who wants that, you know generally, or if you like I have a a bias against games that involve tactics and or st- strategy, because who the fuck wants that? I still say you need to give cards a try. Why? Well, first of all, as I animated, and by the way, I've spent uh, today, okay, so in my main game, I've spent uh, $50 on buying decks for cards. Mainly because I really like the art originally. The art on the cards is just fantastic. It's all World War II uh, paintings miniaturized of the actual units that, you know, blah. But, anyway... What are the what are the things that make these types of games? I'm talking about strategy games, generally unappealing. And strategy and card games, especially, but just strategy games in general. One, they, they have too steep a learning curve. Two, if they require multiplayer, which this one does, you can play against the tutorial bot as much as you want to experiment with your decks, but it's not as fun and nowhere near as good and nowhere near as uh, enriching, rewarding, or uh, satisfying. Um, if it does require online play, generally you just get owned. And like, there's no, it's a big fucking investment in time, is the other thing. You know, those two 
you know, the, the high learning curve and the investment in time overhead to get good enough at the game to where you feel like you know what you're doing and can actually beat someone that you have to play online is just a big fucking hassle. And then three, three, one of my biggest problems with, with the free model of game with in-game purchases is like generally, you know, fine. Then there's someone like me who comes along who's willing over the course of, you know, two weeks to spend about 50 bucks on a lot of cards. And so, like, they can destroy anybody with impunity. No. Oh, and the problem I have with that, specifically, is that there is no way for other people to get better than the person who spent all the money on all the fucking bullshit you know, blah, which is a model that I have defeated in, uh, you know, when I ran IHC, I as the craft, um, our Minecraft server for all those years, long, those many years ago. All of those problems are not present in cards. First of all, every turn averages about 30 seconds long. Second of all, so that means, and there's a timer eventually. It's so the maximum length of a turn is 80 seconds. And if you don't end your turn within the last 20 seconds when the stopwatch pops up, you start your next turn with only 20 seconds. So this makes the game very fast. Very fast and very fluid. Um, The other thing that I love so well about this game, as I discovered today, because I wanted to make sure to test it just for you, my my friends and fellow listeners, is that you don't need to buy shit in cards unless you want to, you know, just buy shit. If you spend two weeks playing the game, I had 200 gold. You get gold for defeating opponents, for completing challenges, daily challenges, and a whole fucking laundry list of uh, ancillary challenges that are like all different sorts of shit. Play, you know, win four games as, you know, this power, or um, deploy this many type of unit and then you know and more and more and those you know as you complete them there's more of them each one and there's like you know maybe 50 of them they don't show up as achievement gets though which is interesting um just by doing that I had 200 gold in cards to give you an idea of what that means is that when you go to buy more decks you can buy a single deck of either the alliance cards or the base deck for 10 gold so that's 20 decks which is which I didn't I didn't spend them I didn't spend the gold because like I don't really need more cards right now I have all the cards I need but the other thing is as you complete challenges you get individual cards and these cards can be recycled that give and when they're recycled that means you have a duplicate of them once they're recycled, that unlocks new tiers of cards for your country. So you don't really... And and here's the thing. Here's the biggest, most important thing about cards. Other than the fast-paced action. So when you lose, you'll spend a lot of time losing at first. I, I spend almost all my time winning now, even with the decks that I was playing with today, where I started a new... Steam alternate account just to see if my memory was correct about the way cards is structured. And yes, it is structured that way. All you have to do is get build the right deck and you can be the Death Star. It's not what you got, it's how you use it. You can, and the matchmaking is fast, 
It's appropriate, and there is no in-game chat. So you don't have to worry about being taunted by a bunch of fucking racist, bullet-headed, you know, fucking Naziistic World War II fucking Hitler will rise again fucking bigoted motherfuckers. It's just all, you know, you can tweak out your um, emotes, which are just phrases that appear on the screen when you issue them. Um, like the like the three main ones are uh, for just one category is uh, hello, um, good luck, have fun. Uh, and I can't remember what else, but anyway, I like my my, my emotes are generally uh, this stack. Uh, um. Good luck, have fun, boah ha 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 ha. Um, nice, well played, thanks. Thanks for the game, my friend. Uh, and something else. That was a mistake, or oops. That's it. So that's the entire dearth of communication. Your average game of cards lasts about 10 minutes. So you don't have to worry about fucking up because you will fuck up. And the best part of cards is that the deck building, although it's not explained in great detail, once you play, you know, maybe 20 games, and you'll win a couple out of those 20 games, you'll begin to see the basic overarching strategies. I've included a video highlight of me playing cards in which I describe a very simple deck building process. And you can do this with nothing. You don't have to buy anything and you can build as many decks as you want. So you have two countries. You have your primary country, which is one of the five major powers in World War II. Um, so it's, you know, uh, Britain, uh, US, uh, Soviets, um, and Germany, and Japan. And then you have ally, an allied deck. You can only have 12 of the allied cards in your deck, up to a maximum of 12. Um, and your deck consists of 40 cards. At the start of each turn, you get all... Okay, so there, each card requires credits. K-R-E-D-I-T-S. And credits are given to you per turn. Everyone starts with zero. The first turn, everyone gets one credit. The second turn, everyone gets one credit. But they get all their credits refilled. So up to a maximum of 12 credits. It costs credits oh yeah, and at the start of your turn you get your credits refilled and you get plus one, and then you get a card dealt from the top of your deck, and that goes into your hand. Now the play area is very simple. There's your headquarters which is your 40th card and it has a hit point value of 20. The goal is to destroy the other person's HQ before they destroy yours. You can do this by hook or crook. Now, you get one, so you start with four cards. Uh, you have to click, I mentioned before, you have to click end turn, blah, but the goal is you want to spend all your credits, as many as possible, uh, each turn. So it costs credits to pull a card out of your hand and put it on your support line, which is where your HQ is. And all of these cards are beautiful and the actual mechanics of playing a card feel real and satisfying and the interface is great, tight, simple, easy, uh, easy, generally easy to understand, and etc. The genius of the game is how complicated this can get. 
Um, there is no time limit ultimately to the amount of time that any given game can go on except if you run out of cards and at the start of your turn you go to draw a card and there's you've played through all 40 of your cards your HQ takes one damage the next turn your HQ takes two damage next turn HQ takes three damage and so on and so forth and so it's called um it's called battle fatigue and it, it and it basically ensures that the games don't last longer than 40 minutes the longest game I've probably played in cards that's gone the distance distance has been you know maybe 30 minutes maybe 40 maybe 40 um generally each turn each half of a turn well each turn each player's turn generally takes about 30 seconds so and generally they don't go the distance so let's say they go to 30 cards so that's uh 30 seconds for you it's a minute so it's like 30 minutes for both players and they happen fast the game happens fast and if you're not there in the game it'll fucking solve your turn for you it, it won't play any cards for you but anyway so you move a card into your support line you can't generally speaking you can't move that card or play that card that turn the card is done moving it into the support line that costs credits then it costs credits later your next turn let's say you want to move that card into the front line that costs the operating cost of the card let's say instead of moving into the front line let's say there's an enemy there you have to kill all enemies in the front line before any of your units can take the front line when you have the front line you can attack any you can attack the enemy's HQ directly with infantry now there are three basic well, f- okay, there are two basic types of cards. There are units and then there are orders. And a subcategory of orders are countermeasures, but we won't talk about them in this you know, blah. Each unit has four numbers on it that are important. In the top left, it has the cost to play that unit, to bring that unit out of your hand and deploy it into your support line. Generally, the better the unit is, the higher the cost is. And so one of the defining and most enjoyable aspects of cards is building a deck to a purpose. Do you want to play a rush game where you just push endless garbage into the front line and overwhelm with sheer force of numbers um, your enemy who will not be able to beat them back because you will have so many of them you'll be able to play all these one credit cards, you know one credit to deploy cards, one or two credit to deploy cards that you'll have more units than he will or do you want to play a middle range game which is my favorite and probably the hardest to play uh, where you basically rely on guard units and clever trickery and orders to prolong the game to where you can assault him either via your support line with air units, artillery, or rush him with tanks and all the while supporting your support line with units that have guard. We'll talk about that in a moment. Or do you want to play a late, long game? Very slow moving. You deploy very few units until eventually your credits per turn are up into like the nines and that's when you, you know, lay down like fucking heavy armor, um, like you know, fucking uh, Churchill tanks, uh, 
you know, blah, and then buff them with, uh, with orders so that you can clear out all of the fucking madness that's happening around you all the while you've been buffing your HQ with health buffs and stuff to, you know, forestall the advance of the enemy. Then there's the problem of dealing with the individual units. So, okay, we'll get to the orders in a moment. But there are three types of units. Well, four types of units. There's bombers, there are fighters, there's infantry, there are tanks, and then there's artillery. So five types of units. Bombers can attack anywhere with impunity uh, and take no damage when they attack. But when they are attacked... Oh yeah, so let's get back to the cards. I'm sorry, I forgot. Here's how the simple genius of this game works. Apart from the cost of playing the card, of putting the card on the field, of bringing the card into play, there's another number right next to that number, um, and that shows the operating cost. Once it's deployed, what it will cost to move that card. Then underneath the card's portrait, there's a space for abilities. We'll talk about them later. And don't worry, we're, we're, we're almost done with the cards thing. Because really what you should do is just go fucking play cards right now because it's free. And it, it's free. And you don't need to pay anything. And in fact, if you, if you like it enough, and the game will make you play through a tutorial where you have to defeat all five of the major powers to unlock their decks, their starter decks. But then after that, you can start battling other players immediately and creating your own decks. You create as many decks as you want off those base cards. And the more people you defeat, the more uh, shit you do, and the, the higher you get ranked with each major power controlling your deck, um, the more unlocks you get that unlock more and more cards for you. But the basic strategy here, just go watch the video. It's 30 minutes, it's really good, it's very surprising, and I think it's very entertaining, and it is a concise description of the entire gameplay from deck building all the way through to taking that deck into an actual battle, which is so simple. This is not a complicated game at first. It is very simple to get good at. You know, it's very simple to understand. It's easy to get good at. It is very difficult to master, and you will, and the matchmaking is so good that you'll almost never, I mean, you might get some bad breaks, um, you know, everyone ha- you, you, keep that in mind, you, you, you know we will all make mistakes and we'll get ba- dealt bad cards too there is no overriding control algorithm it's as if they, both decks are shuffled but anyway back to the, the, the actual card itself underneath the portrait and the abilities of that card which can include a huge plethora of shit there are two numbers the number on the left is the attack power of the card the number on the right is the health of the card, it's it's defense if the number on the right of like an attacker if the number on the left of an attacker is bigger than your number on the right, then you're going to lose the card but generally speaking, they take damage when they attack too because you get to hit them with a portion of your damage the whole game is lightning fast and each country's deck does not have a prescribed strategy but it does inform a strategy so for instance generally speaking um, the Brits are great at uh, creating uh, guarded infantry units the Germans are really great at having high powered low cost 
infantry units, great tanks, and some devastating late game air power, and uh, their bombers suck. USA is good at everything, but not good at anything. Um, Japan is cheap units for every and many different types of units for all different types of units at cheap levels of deployment and they're very good but they all have low health so if you and the Russians are just meat grinders it is just all cheap shitty units at least when you start eventually you get to unlock some serious fucking shit on all of these decks and you can actually combine them in just the right way that you want so you can create a deck and this is something that we do in um, in the video it costs nothing to create a deck of just unstoppable infantry of nasty, garbage, trashy infantry um, and it, it also costs nothing to do the same thing for planes or to do combinations of the three because you know that you have 40 cards 39 if you exclude the HQ not counting the mezzanine this means and when you build your deck there's a little graph indicator that shows you if you hover over it it shows you exactly how your deck is breaking down in terms of what point value your average card costs to play what your average damage per um, card is and the division of orders between units now let's get to the orders so all of this sounds really fun already, right? Like, and it is. It's super fun. I I make people surrender with two units within seven turns. I've just destroyed their HQ. How have I done that? By using orders. Orders are not units. Orders are played one time and then discarded. They have profound effects that can range from anything to uh, increase your HQ's defense by seven points change this, you change any unit in the, any friendly unit's uh, attack to being equal to its defense. Um, and they're all different. There's a huge panoply of orders, and you can have many of them. So if you're building like a nasty trash infantry deck that you just want to gank fuck as many people as you can out of, and by the way, you can counter my deck very easily, but you never know what the other player has. And so it all happens in the moment and it's 20 minutes, generally speaking, of delightful fucking intense super fun, super fast, super simple and then eventually super strategic uh, mind-blowing combat for free in a collectible card game. And then, you know, and if you want, one of the other nice things about this, especially because they... By the way, for the record cards, K-A-R-D-S the World War II card game earns Best Links Games podcast I think first time ever for a card game all time greatest you know, highest honor that we can afford it is worth full price, any price, all price any day, every day but one last note about cards, and please check out the video, because I'll show you how to build a deck and and it gives you a really good overview of what the game is like and what the tempo is like, and you know, I'm playing against real. I'm playing against a real player after building this deck from nothing. Um, blah. But the other thing, oh yeah, two other things. Earlier today, I created an alternate account to make sure that my memory of what cards is like when you start 
wasn't being distorted by having played so many hours of it with all of these cards that I've bought. It is totally like it was, it's the same game. It's just I have, you know, some more units, not because I bought them, but because <laughs> but because I've killed so many fucking people. I've won 50 fucking battles. Um, the more you win, the better you get. And also there's a ranking system for each controlling power of your deck. Like I said, you have a main power and then an ally. If you win a game, you get a star. There are five stars per rank. Um, and they go all the way up to, uh, I can't remember, but if you lose, you lose a star. If you lose several games in a row, you lose, they become, you lose more than one star. Uh, and if you win more, depending on how good the game feels, your, you, the player you are matched against was, um, you can gain more stars. Eventually, if you get to the ultimate rank in three nations, you join the officers club, which I don't know what that is, but I will know eventually. The other, and so, so yeah, for free, the game offers unparalleled amounts of entertainment. Um, and I could have easily done what I've done in 40 hours, gaining 200 gold. That's 20 decks. I could have easily bought basically my, my entire card collection, blah. Because the main thing is that you, you scrap your duplicates, which is just a one button click. That gives you a static number of material, which is like your actual player level. And that, that extends, I think, across all of the major powers. And that gives you access to newer and better cards. Um, by default. So that's awesome. The other thing is, and the final thing, I also love the model of being able to, when drunk and stoned, instead of instead of worrying or not worrying, because I still have to worry because I'm a chain smoker, but like, for the cost of a pack of cigarettes, I could buy five decks of, you know, base cards. And so sometimes I'll just fucking... You know, and that's a cheap, easy thing. Like, if I'm feeling, you know, super depressed because we're all going to die from the COVID-19 and fucking this country is filled with assholes who are now coughing intentionally in your faces. If You know, blah, 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 blah. All that shit. I need a little pick-me-up. And booze and weed isn't doing it enough for me. I can spend 10 bucks and buy whole new deck of cards, and you get to open each pack, and then you get to see what what you got, and you get to flip over each individual card, it's so much fun and the cards are gorgeous and uh, the more you play, the more you will like it, I guarantee, even if you pay nothing, even if you buy nothing the more you play, the more you will like it so that's our show for this week, check out Observation buy Just Cause 3 while it's on this fucking super mega sale otherwise it's 20 bucks, right now it's three dollars, uh and check out the spring cleaning event inside your Steam client, because uh, that's how I found out about Just Cause 3. And also check out Observation. It It's mind-blowingly good so far. But definitely get cards. It's free. And it runs on any platform. Although Jojo Kimon Kendall says he can't get it to run on his computer, which is a mystery that I... He offers no details. I guess he just doesn't want to play it. That's okay, too. And even if you hate this type of game, go try it. You might find that you really like it. Because it's so fast and so simple, and the tutorial is so comp- is so 
comprehensive, but it's a do-as-you-play tutorial against AI opponents, you'll get the hang of it. it, it game, get, the, you will get the hang of it very quickly. It's an awesome game. I don't play 40 hours of a game in just over one week when they suck. And you can't do better than free. Cheers, I'll catch you next week. Have a happy, safe Memorial Day weekend. Later days. Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farm. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna try four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yada yada yo. Four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yada yada yee. Four or five times. Matt Damon. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farm. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.